Why do we accept and take for granted that Hashem is good? That's the basis of all the Tochen and all of our Avoidah. How do we know that Hashem is good? Where does that idea and security come from? Or do we just accept it because we are told? That's the question. In other words, is it logical or is it a matter of faith? Now the first answer to the question is that it's a matter of faith. The Torah says that Hashem 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 is good to everybody, Hashem is good to those who have betochen and trust in Him and so on. Nature is good. Hashem desires good. There's innumerable psukim and memari chazal that speak to Hashem's kindness. And uh, we believe it. We accept it. And this is the more important truth. That, that simple statement that God is good is the more important truth. But there's another thing that I want to share that I think is very important to understand and it's also uh, very helpful, it's very wise in terms of giving us perspective on many things besides for Hashem Himself, besides for God Himself. And that is this. Philosophically, we look at good and evil as two choices. In Hasidus you have a distinction between what's called Chesed and Gevura and Toiv and Ra. Chesed is kindness, Gevura is exactitude, being precise. Gevura isn't bad, it's just precise. Toiv and Ra are good and evil. And Toiv and Ra are not at all the same thing as Chesed and Gevura. Chesed and Gevura are called Midas, they're character traits, they're part of a personality of a person. Toiv and Ra are absolute good and evil. And Toiv and Ra are far, far greater than Midas. They're not emotional characteristics, they're, they're core things, they're truths. And we philosophically assume that just like Chesed and Gevura are choices, I can be kind and embracing and inclusive and dilute, not so careful about the details, or I can be exact and precise and critical so I get a perfect product, but it requires me to throw away a lot of things that are half good. Just like Chesed and Gevura are choices, Toiv and Ra are also. But it's a very big mistake, and I'll tell you why. Toiv and Ra could be equated to work and laziness. Nobody would say that I have a choice of working hard or being lazy as two equal choices. We would say instead I have a choice to work hard or not to work hard. To choose to do what's important or to opt out, to, to fail. No one's going to consider failure another choice. It's not. Or to say it in physical language, in language of physics, everything that's meaningful requires energy. The opposite of energy is a lack of energy. Lack of energy is not another option. It's a lack of energy. Um, and just like in entropy, just like, pardon me, in, um, in the law of osmosis, right? I call the law of osmosis the law of laziness. The law of laziness says if I could lay or I could sit, I'll lay. It's just easier. If I could sit or I could stand, I'll sit because it's easier. If I could stand or walk, I would stand because it's easier. It's not a choice. It's a choice whether to use energy in a constructive way or to be lazy, not use energy. If you will think about good and bad, good and evil in people, I think you would agree 
that good and bad are not two choices. They're a choice and a non-choice. They're energy and a lack of energy. In other words, if I could be honest, or I could lie and steal and cheat, and I choose to lie and steal and cheat, it's not because I chose this. It's because I don't have the koyach to be honest. If I could be kind and generous and gentle, and I could be crude and abrasive and insensitive, like a bull in a china shop, you know, you walk into a room and you bang into a person as you pass them. It's not the end of the world, right? But you could have been more careful. And the difference between being careful and not being careful is not I'm choosing this way, choosing this way, it's I'm choosing to exert the mindfulness and the energy necessary to be sensitive to what's around me, or I'm failing at that. If you understand that philosophically, you understand that good and evil are not two choices. And I'm speaking now in the realms of logic. Outside the realms of logic, you can't use logic. Within the realms of logic, which I believe is very, very consistent with how the Rambam wrote the and all of his Svarim, it's logical to say that Godness is goodness for the simple reason that goodness, number one, it's good, and number two, it takes energy. And that the opposite of goodness is not an alternate choice, it's a failure to exercise mindfulness and energy in being good. And God doesn't have the weaknesses we have. It's very simple. When I'm tired, when I'm in a bad mood, I will say the wrong thing. When I'm tired and I'm bad, I'll be not so careful and I'll break something. When I'm tired and I'm bad, and I'm in a bad mood, I will not be so sensitive to the feelings of people around me and I'll hurt their feelings. Why? Because I lack koyach. I lack energy. Now I'm wrong, I'm always wrong, because I can always find the energy to behave appropriately. And when I have more energy, it's easier for me. When I have less energy, it's more difficult for me, and I sometimes fail. But God doesn't run out of energy. This is a logical explanation for why we presume that God is good. Because the opposite of good is not another energy force. It's a lack of energy. Good and evil are two energies. They're an energy and a non-energy. And God certainly is energy. I think whoever's asking this question would agree that God is full of power, and full of principle and full of intelligence and that's why we assume he's full of good because good is based on all of those things good is based on wisdom and on energy and on mindfulness and on effort and when you understand that Hashem doesn't have the limitations and the challenges that we do it's simple to presume that he's, he's good in other words, that when he acts in a way which appears to us to be not good, it's very hard to say that it's a mistake. It's very hard to say that God is having a bad day. It's very hard to say that God's in a bad mood or that he ran out of energy. There's got to be a reason. And that somehow that reason comes back to goodness. This is a philosophical argument, which I think is very consistent. It's very true according to the Ramam made in Nebuchim, that very powerfully argues that God is good. But while I have your attention, I just want to say one other thing. In terms of the human experience, there's good and evil, which I touched on. But there's also happiness and sadness. And happiness and sadness are like good and evil. Sadness is not another energy, it's a lack of energy. Depression is not an alternative emotion, it's a lack of power. Joy takes energy. 
Optimism and joy take energy and they take effort. They're hard, but they're right. Everybody knows that they're right. They're right even when a person's life is terrible, that they should nevertheless find strength within themselves to be optimistic and joyous and positive so their life will be a little less bad or a little bit more good or a little bit more in their control. And the choice to say, ah, my life's terrible, I'm going to hate life, is really a choice to, to not choose. It's a choice to give up. It's a choice to not live. And that's why in the Rebbe's teachings and in Kabbalah, sadness is considered such a terrible sin because the basis for sadness is not the hardships in life. It's apathy. It's quitting. It's giving up. It's a lack of koyach.